Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Good morning. <laughs> I'm Lenny. And um, it's so good to be here. I normally, I think this is the first time I, I ever do the word, so Woo-hoo! this will be interesting, wouldn't it? So um, you're looking at a very nervous man, but that's all right. It's not me who does it, it's Jesus. Oh, Amen. <laughs> so how are you guys doing this morning? Good? Yes. <laughs> Probably better than me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> All right. So um, as I was preparing for, for this day, I really felt that God wanted me to share my testimony with you, how I actually came to England, and the whole journey that Bible College has actually brought me on, and um, how I was before, really. And the whole theme will be around identity, because as every teenager that I was, not anymore, um, we are all looking for identity in this world. And I was looking at everywhere and everywhere I could find. So I, can, so I will give a little test, like, testimony now. Um, so um, my journey actually started four years ago when I went to faith camp for the, for the first time. I reckon that's 2015. And um, my parents were Christian. They became Christian when I was six. And I sort of got brought up in this Christian household, going to a traditional church, learning about Jesus in, in you know, Sunday school and all that. But then life just continues in school and you grow up. And as I went to middle school or high school, um, yeah, there was more and more pressures on, on my friendships who weren't necessarily Christians to, to behave a certain way that I thought, well, if they need to accept me, I actually need to do what they do. So um, that was me, Lenny, 12-year-old, up to 18. I was trying to please people and uh, trying to be the best Lenny I could be for everybody. So I had a lot of masks on, my, on me so I could sort of be the perfect friend or whatever for that person because that was my identity. I wanted to be acceptable to everybody. <laughs> And I was really exhausting, tell you what, because um, after a while, when you, when you start living like that, when you want to please people constantly, you actually get, oh, I have to stand here, otherwise it goes, it goes off. Uh, if you start living to please people constantly, you get so drained, because it's never enough. <laughs> tell you what, um, I was really insecure as a teenager. I never knew who, what I wanted, because I wanted what you wanted, because I wanted to be you know, acceptable, I wanted to be accepted to you. And um, so that continues for a long, long time. I still went to church, did the, did the church bit, went to Christian camps, but never really had a real encounter with God. Uh, I heard a lot of miracles. I heard testimonies of people who went to prison and then got saved or did, did all sorts of things, drugs, but I never did. But they got out of it in a very miraculous way. And I thought in church, like, man, my story is boring. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done anything cool <laughs> and then sort of see God intervene in that lifestyle but so that that was me thinking all right maybe I should do something um outrageous yeah <laughs> maybe I should do something really crazy and then and then God will sort of show up so I don't my goodness it's really ringing up it thank you um so that was me for for a long time just trying to f- find my way in this world because you know church was very traditional I reckon you can um, 
compare it to an Anglican church or very Protestant religious kind of church. And um, I sort of got a bit fed up with it. So I, when I was 17, I sort of stopped going to church. My parents were still going, but I was starting to look into the world, like, you know, going out with my friends. And that was sort of my identity. I was Lenny, the funny guy who didn't care about anything or anyone because that's what they wanted me to be. So I, that's what I was. But it was really empty inside. So I started to fill it with all sorts of things, which was good for a short amount of time. But then it just collapsed when, when you're alone. It all just collapsed in. And then you just sit there like shouting to God, God, why? What is this? If, if you are who you said you are in your world, then why do I feel so empty? And why don't I experience you or anything? And, um, and then we've gone back to faith camp, where I first went four years ago. Because that was, at that time, I was, my friendship was crumbling. Uh, so that was basically my, my identity. And I was like, my goodness, everything that I live for is just falling apart. School was coming to an end, and I should have made the decision, work or university. And I was really nervous because I wasn't good in school. So if I would go to university, it would have gonna been like down there. <laughs> I wouldn't be there for studying or anything. Uh, and I work. I, I was 19, and I thought, I don't want to work yet. It's, I don't want to start my life yet because I feel like I'm not ready for it. And so I was really had a lot of questions in my mind. And then my mother who went the year before to faith camp, came back completely different. So that year, from 18 to 19, was sort of a turnaround year because my mother went to faith camp and she came back peaceful. And I was like, what? <laughs> Normally she's the one running around the house going like, Lady, why haven't you cleaned your room? And I'm like, oh, don't want it. <laughs> or something like that. Uh, she was, yeah, she was a handful. But then she came back completely different. And I thought, at first I was a bit like, this is just, you're a hypocrite. I don't believe you. <laughs> so I was actually the reverse effect. But then the Holy Spirit started moving in our family. And then these are the words that God spoke to me that changed my life. It was, you do not need to be perfect to belong to my kingdom. Because everything in church that I've learned was, I have to sort my stuff out. But I can't. But I have to. But I can't. But I have to. Because I was wanting to be acceptable to God in my own strength, and it was really difficult, just as it is difficult to be acceptable to people in your own strength. You know, you just can't do it because it's never enough. Um, and that was me battling against that. And then as soon as God said to me, you do not need to be perfect to belong to my kingdom. Give your life to me, and I will sort your stuff out for you. That's when sort of the light bulb moment went for me, and I said, all right. Let's get baptized. <laughs> and uh, so we, we changed church as well in that year from a traditional church to a spirit-filled church, to a vineyard church in Brussels. Got baptized there. They spoke a whole lot of things over me that I didn't understand at the time. And so I was just like, yeah, great. I've given my life to God. It's all sorted now, isn't it? <laughs> but it wasn't. Because <laughs> I still went to school and stuff still kept on hammering into me. People keep on asking me to come out and do all sorts of stuff that you don't want to do. And, <laughs> and then I was just like so confused. I was, God, I thought I, I'd given my life to you so it should all be fixed right now, shouldn't it? But it wasn't. So I got really angry at God. And um, I had some, over my teenage years, God has blessed me with some good Christian friends that were sort of in the same boat as me. 
looking like this, what is God all about? Are we just like sharing our, our difficulties together? So uh, one day I was cycling to my, to my um, best friend's house to jam, because we both are musicians. And um, I listened to quite a lot of music on, on my bike, and I was screaming to God, God, why do you not protect me? And then as soon as I spoke those words, I crossed the road, and a car hit me in the flank. Um, but I'm at, I think, 70 kilometers an hour, so it must be like, what, 55 miles, something like that? Um, I flew over the car, my bike flew underneath my legs, and I banged my head against the concrete, and I was out for a second, and I stood up. It, it all goes out in slow motion when I think about it. I see myself cycling, and then I see the car, and I'm going, <gasps> and I try to turn, and I see the car, and it's trying to turn as well, but I'm, boom. And um, as soon as that happened, I stood up. I'm a really weird person, because I stood up, and I looked at my shoes, because they were brand new. <laughs> I was like, have I wrecked my shoes? But I didn't. <laughs> so it's pretty weird. And then, because I didn't even realize the miracle that just happened. And um, then I walked down to the car, and, and they thought that I was dead because at that speed, you should, yeah, you should know you're dead. And I looked at the car, you could see my body shape, like my shoulder and my hip in the side door. And I had nothing, just a few bruises, but that's it. And um, at that point, I looked up and I said, God, Never mind. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say, like, why do you not protect me? I, I, I say, <laughs> I had to pay the fine because it was all my fault. But <laughs> that was my lesson learned. And um, little did I know, God has put me on this track to find who I am in Christ. Because that's why I basically want to draw this message to who, who are we in Christ. Uh, and then God, like, with a lot of struggling hesitation... I went to faith camp with my mother, with my mother and dad. Didn't want to, because you know who, who likes camping with their parents? Do you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so I thought, still in this old mindset, because I was still thinking how I always thought. Like I haven't been filled with the spirit. I've got baptized in water, but I haven't had that immersion of the spirit yet. Because I was still thinking, all right, I go to faith camp because my friendships are sort of like crumbling here. I'll make some new friends in England then. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lenny. So I went to faith camp trying to speak to everybody who can find, like, my age. I was 19. It's a really awkward age because too old for the teenagers, too young for the real deal. So I did everything. So I went to the main meeting, and then in the evenings I went to the youth things, I, like saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm 17. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was trying to get friends, but it was really hard. <laughs> and now I know God said to me, I'm, you are not here to make friends. You're here to know me. And I did. I got to know God in such a real way. I mean, the atmosphere in faith camp was something I've never witnessed. If you come from a traditional background, you, you just don't know what grace is all about or, or, yeah, all that. So I went through the whole week, and it was just, Certain meeting after meeting, I was just crying my eyes out because it just kept on revealing to me how God loves me for who I am and not what I can do. And all those walls were breaking down the mask that I had in front of so many people, which is breaking. Because, yeah, you know, those lies that the people speak over you, like, for example, you're ugly or you're never good enough, those, those words, if you do not break them in the name of Jesus, they haven't. They have an effect on you because you start thinking that way. And I had so many masks. And God was just breaking them. 
Oh, yeah, lie after lie. So it's, it was really cool. And that was sort of the beginning of how I got set free and given this new identity in Christ, that all those things that people thought about me, it didn't matter anymore because I have my Savior with me. And he says, I'm beloved and I'm, yeah, wonderfully and perfectly made. So that, that was sort of the beginning. And then God said, go to Bible college. And I said, God, really? <laughs> Bible college? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to do Bible college somewhere in the near future. I want to do, I want to do um, my thing still. Because I, um, I did got uh, accepted in the university. In the university. And because um, I, I love media and entertainment. Because I did all sorts of drama and music in school. And so I wanted to go in that direction. But then God said, I do not want you to go to university in Belgium. And I thought, no. <laughs> it was a really good university. I do not want to miss this chance. But then um, God was pulling me closer and closer to him. He said, you need to come. And so, like meeting after meeting during faith camp. But I, I knew I needed to. So I signed up for a meeting and interview at Pastor Gary, if you guys know him. It's from Horsham. And um, so, yeah, that was that. I went back to Belgium. Still so many questions because I got spirit filled that camp because I, I spoke in tongues for the first time. I said, Lord God, give me all you got because I, I, I hunger for you because I've tried everything in the world. I've done the friendship bit, the, the yeah, substance and all sorts. And, I, and then it just never lasts. But I know what I just tasted this week is, is real. So I, wanna, I want to know more. Uh, so that was during the faith camp week. That was, that was brilliant. <laughs> but then you come back home, back into the real world, because it feels like a bubble a little bit. And um, again, I got faced with this, with this question, am I going to do the university, or am I going to this unknown thing in England where I have no clue about, and I don't know anybody in England because I didn't make any friends. So, <laughs> so that was a really difficult decision, again, because... I like to have control over my own life, and then God was taking it away, and it was really difficult for me to let go, because I always planned ahead a lot, and then suddenly everything that I've planned got wiped away, and God said, I want you to go down to Bible college. If I made that decision to go to Bible college, it would mean all my finances, gone, because <laughs> My parents said, that's great, but we can't finance it. And I know I had a lot of money because I, I worked a lot, but I was saving it for a car. And then God said, I want you to use that money to go to Bible college. And I was like, oh, my goodness, so much money because I was looking at the money thing. And then also I didn't know what it was. But in the end, I don't know why, I, I did send my application in through, through the email. And then it was a little bit like, all right, am I going to do this then? So I was still accepted in, in uh, university and I sent my application out to Bible College because I thought let's, let's just bet on everything shall we <laughs> maybe something will come up and then God said uh, f- uh, like a few days later I want you to go to the university and, and um, sign up I'm like oh my goodness <laughs> okay <laughs> so very again hesitation I went down there and I said I, I want to sign out of university and I said why do you want to do that for I said, I, I've got something else. And they asked me what, and I said, oh, I'm, I can't lie. So I said, I'll, I'll go to Bible college in England. And they were like, you what? <laughs> You're going to do what? And I was like, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And, and then they said again, are you sure? And I was like, in me, I was like, no, no. <laughs> but I, 
yes. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And as soon as I signed out, somebody else got accepted in that place. He was like, thank you so much for leaving. And I was like, you're welcome. Be blessed with that. <laughs> Be blessed with the course. And, um, and then my, my uh, adventure began with God. I, been, yeah, then I, I came to uh, Bible College at 2016 till now, and God has done so much in me. Again, like I said, breaking those masks was a key thing in my life, breaking the lies that the enemy has spoken over me by others. You just have to take short account of that because in, if we live in this world, people keep on saying stuff, which is not true. They don't know any better, but we still know that God says that's not true. And as soon as we said, no, in the name of Jesus, I break that lie or any thought, it just has no hold on you. If you don't do that, it will linger. If you start entertaining the thoughts, it will become you. And you do not want to have that burden on you from like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm ugly and for example, the I'm ugly one. It's just a little thing. It was in primary school. And they kept saying, Lenny, you're ugly. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and because of that, in my teenage years, I got so fixated on my appearance that it became an obsession because I wanted people to think I look good. And, um, and then I came to this stage, I look too good. And people started to get like, oh, man, that Lenny is always so good looking, so let's, let's just leave him aside or something like and then you see what i mean it's never enough for people so that's why it's so much better to say in jesus name i break the lie and god says that i i am wonderfully made so um there you go that's my that's my testimony i came to this church and i I came to this bible college it was really just god's hand drawing you in and that's one, one one of my first points that i want you guys to take from this is god chose you he chose you. As it says in Romans 8, verse 28 to 29. If it's coming up, there we go. I've got the truth version, so it's a bit different than all that. So there it says, We can be sure, then, that in everything God is working for the welfare of those who love Him, those He has called according to His purpose. He knew who would be His, because He decided before He created us that He would have a people who would be like His Son, those who live as his brothers and sisters. So God knew and he wanted you before he created you. He chose you because he loved you so much. And that's what he said to me as well. I chose you. You do not need to be perfect. I chose you because I love you. You don't have to do anything about it. I chose you. And that was really something I haven't, I didn't know what that was. You chose me. Do I have to do something? And I said, no, I chose you because I love you. I had this concept in my mind, I need to work for my acceptance. But then God said, no, I've given you grace. Grace. And then the second point is, God has given you a new life in Him. Like I said, God, I still, when I got baptized, I still had this old life mentality of, um, you know, finding, finding acceptance in, in all this stuff, like friendships, for example. Um, but then if, you, if I started looking into the new birth when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, God, has, God said to me, you do not have to strive for anything anymore because you're mine. The old life is gone. The new life has come because I have chosen you for me. And now you will live by faith and by my grace and not by your own works and understanding. You will walk this world with a new understanding that everything what you face, you know you can't do it, but by faith and in, by His grace, you can do it. 
like what I do now is all by faith and by grace because I can't speak in front of a lot of people in the natural but because of God's spirit in me I can and as for so many people here as well if you think I'm in a situation that I can't do it cast those lies out of your head because by faith and by grace God will enable you to do all things that is something I've been learning in the Bible college and it's been I've been learning it ever since because it's a daily revelation really for me that oh I can't do this but then God says but yes you can come on Lenny <laughs> you've heard this now 10 times I was like oh yeah <laughs> by faith but not by not by my own strength but by faith and grace yeah so um if you haven't got, received the Holy Spirit for yourself today is your day today is the chance to receive the Spirit because He is here and I believe that and it's nothing that you can do to receive the Spirit is by a free gift. It's a gift to you so you can live for God and not by yourself anymore because the world is thriving and trying to get acceptance through everything, through status in work or whatever, but it will never give that full, full satisfaction if you do not live for anything else than that or for family. If you, if you live for God, it will not be a struggle as well. God will move you to where He needs you to be. It will be by faith, as well. like I said. It's really key. Live by faith and not by your own sight. Live by faith because then the doors will open that you don't even accept, uh, expect to be opened. And I'm living it as I speak as well. I'm preaching as much to myself as I'm preaching to you because I have to remind myself daily, live by faith, Lenny, not by, not by your own understanding. My future, I'm thinking about that a lot because when I used to live for myself like when I used to live without the knowledge of the Holy Spirit I used to plan everything ahead but God has been saying like stop planning ahead because what you are thinking is not what I'm thinking <laughs> I want you to do what I want you to do not what you think you would do because I've got always something better for you if you lay down your own stuff then God can intervene in your world and he, and he says I've got something far better it will look something completely out of the ordinary but he says this will, this will really bless you more. So uh, don't exchange the best for good. Something can look good, but it's not the best. If God has something better for you, don't say like, but this is good. I mean, I like this work. It's a good work, but God says, I've got something better. But if you're too scared to step out of your comfort zone and to live by faith and by His grace, then you will stick in your goodness. It is good, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's good. But there's something much better. There's <laughs> something so much better that God wants you to walk into. So also today, uh, after, the, after this preach, I believe that if you want to receive God's Spirit fresh or for the first time, today is your, your day. Because I believe that as you are hungry for God and you say, God, give me all that you got, which what I, that was my prayer. I believe that God will, is faithful to answer that to you. So that is an amazing revelation. For me, that was something like, what? I don't have to work anymore to, to, to gain something because God said, I've given you my fullness. The only thing that he, he expects from us is to have this close relationship with him, which leads into my, my third point I want you guys to remember. is He wants you to remain in him. As it says in John 15, verse 4, if I'm not a bit mistaken, Sorry. It's all my stress leaving my body right now. John 15. 
So where it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And um, I'm quickly going to read it in my version as well because I like this version. <laughs> uh, John 15. There we go. Um, John 15 verse 4 where it says in the truth version, stay living in me and I will continue to live in you. It is impossible for any branch to be fruitful if it is separated from the vine. It has to continue to live in the vine in the same way it would be impossible for you to bear fruit if you were not remain living in me. I am the vine and you are the branches in the vine. Anyone who continues to live in me and I in him will be abundantly fruitful. The outside of me you can do absolutely nothing and that's just a perfect ex example what it is to live by grace and by faith is because if the God just said hey if you remain in me I will remain in you if you keep on praying and keep on believing my word and keep on reading and meditating on it I will remain in you you don't have to do a thing because the the wellspring that I've created in you will just flow over the spirit that I've imparted in you will, will intervene in situations that you think I don't know how to get out of it. So that's another, that was a key revelation for me over these three years that I've been in Bible college. Because after a while, after the first year of Bible college, you can get into this mindset of like, because it's quite, we have a, we have a rhythm in the Bible college. You wake up for quite early, have your quiet time, then you have your breakfast, then you go to the 8 o'clock, pray, la, 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 then you got lectures till... So one o'clock, yeah, exactly. And you go through the motions, da, 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 and you got like a few different topics, and it can become like a very set routine. And in the afternoon, you have another prayer meeting in the evening or something, and then you can be become so used to that living, which is actually quite unusual, to be honest. <laughs> it's not normal, but it's, it's good. <laughs> but so, uh, but you can become so dependent dependent on that. And then uh, when the holiday came during the the Bible college. I went back home, and then I d didn't have that structure around me to say, like, all right, wake up at 6, and now spend your time with God, and now have your breakfast, and now go to the 8 o'clock and pray and worship, and then, and then go to lectures. You didn't have that at home. So I really felt suddenly, like, disjointed. I go, like, whoa, I need to do all this stuff, because otherwise, you know, God will leave me or something. I, I don't know, so silliness comes in your mind. And then, and then God gave me the scripture. You know, God doesn't speak to me in an audible voice. He speaks to me through my own voice. He's, it's, it's really weird. I, I can't explain it, but it's like God sort of puts the, worth in my, the words in my mouth. Like when I'm just sitting there like, what do I need to do? I feel so bad because I'm not praying enough. And then just the random thought comes up in my head and it's like, John 15. And I'm like, what is in John 15? Because I, yeah, I don't study them by heart, I'm sorry. <laughs> so then I have to go to my Bible, and then it says here, yeah, what, what, what we just read, remain in me, and I'll remain in you. So it's so much easier. To, and then sort of the peace of God came on me, and I was like, oh, yeah, why do I try again? Again, you come back into this old mindset, like I need to work, work, work for God. But then God said, you remain in me, and I will remain in you. It's that simple. Lenny, it's that simple. You don't have to read hours a day or, or meditate or hours. 
God is with you in every little thing you do because everything that he has installed in you through the word of God will be with you even if you just cut some potatoes or whatever or cook. God is with you when you cook. He's with you when, when you do everything. And that's your identity again. That's who we are in Christ. <laughs> Christ is with us wherever we are, in whatever season we are, whatever we are doing, if we're at the workplace, if we're on the toilet. Tell you what, God has spoken to me so much when I'm on the toilet. <laughs> it's because this is who I am. This is, I am in Christ. The old life is dead, is buried, and now I am living in my new life, which is in Christ. And it's just my identity. And that could be yours as well, and that is yours. It's not like it could be. It is yours as well. If you just say, Lord God, I want that, it is yours. If you take it, it will be yours. And it, but it's a daily thing. Like I have to sort of, every day, I have to cho the choice to say, I'm going to live for myself, I'm going to live for God. It's not just, I'm baptized, I'm filled with the Spirit. This is, this, is, this is normal life for me. It's not, I still have to make the decision to say, you know what, this 15 minutes that I've got in my lunch break, I'm going to spend this time worshipping God or reading the Bible or something. Or I'm going to speak to this guy who I normally never speak to. I just want to, you know, impart something that God has given me. Yeah, so um, remain in me and I will remain in you. That's, that's the third key point. And then uh, my third point, uh, fourth point, I mean, is God is in control of your future. For me, that was always a big thing, obviously, because I'm a, I'm a planner. I want to plan ahead. I'm very structured. Well, in some ways, some ways I'm not really structured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Structure is really weird. <laughs> you can be structured in one area, but in the only other area is like pfft, mayhem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so God is in control of your future. Don't, you, planning is good, but don't think that is set in stone. It's good to plan because we do not plan to fail, but we fail to plan. You know what I mean? Like, we do not want to fail, but we fail because we do not plan. So it is still good to plan ahead because God has given us that wisdom. But um, don't think that what you plan is set in stone because be always open to the Holy Spirit moving you. Because, like I said, we still live with our flesh and our flesh is with us till, till, till we die, sadly. So it's always that, that battle, like I, like I explained, you always have to choose for God's grace. You have to choose to live in His fullness. Every single day, I had to do that this morning as well. Even though as, when I drove up here, I was like, I don't want to preach God. Don't want to preach God, but here I am. So, <laughs> so um, the scriptures that I have for that, with God is in control of your future, is Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which is quite a cheesy one. Everybody knows that one. Yeah, it's like every church service will, will quote this one. It's, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. But then, the God, then God gave me more revelation of that. Is he, he led me to 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12. I want to go down there. 1 Corinthians. And that one, that one was really, really quite awesome for me. If you, if you are in this situation and you think, what does God want me to do in this church? Or what does he want me to do in my life? This was the scripture that God gave me direction to. And um, yeah, so in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians 12, that it says, 
it explains about the body of Christ. So the human body consists out of many different parts, but they all work together as a single unit. Many parts, but one body. It is similar which the body of Christ. When we were all baptized, the Spirit of God was at work to make us part of, the, of one body of Christ, whether we were Jews or not, slaves or free men, and we have all drunk the same living water, the one Spirit of God. So it continues on. It's a really good scripture if you want to get more into it, because this 1 Corinthians 12 taught me that we do not all need to be prophets, pastors, or evangelists for that sort, because I find it really difficult to go in the street and speak to a stranger and hey, do you know Jesus? Hey? <laughs> or like, you know, do you know Jesus? If you don't, you need to. <laughs> I, I can't, it feels so awkward and cringy, but God said, that's all right, we, we are not all called to be evangelists, but we are all called to be disciples. And that's why God said to me, you are my disciple, you're an ambassador. Wherever you go, you, you change the atmosphere. Because my spirit is living in you. It's not because you smell or anything. It's because my spirit lives in you. That's, that's what, who we are. Like, that's another part of our identity in Christ. We are ambassadors. If, if we have the, the spirit of God living in us, it doesn't matter, again, where we are. Because we change the place where we are. In, in our schools or in our workplaces, it's not what we say is who we are. It has, a, it has an effect, and it's really weird. I found it weird the first time that I realized this because I walked into, what did I walk? Oh, yeah, work. I walked into a workplace, and it, I just got the weirdest comments against you because you step into something that the enemy does not want you to change because he has a control over his pe- people who are confused and lost. But then we are people of light, and we just step into a place of darkness, and it just has to change. Whenever there's light in a dark place, it just, boom, lights up. And that's just who we are. It's nothing that we can do or anything. You don't have to stay, like get a box and stand on it and start preaching. Hear ye, <laughs> hear the message of the Lord. You don't have to do that. It's because um, you are, how do I have to say this? Mm. For, some pe- for most of the people who you interact with, you are the only Bible that people will read. I've, le- I've heard that from someone. <laughs> so you see, Bible College is really good. <laughs> but um, that is true. Who we are reflects Christ. And who, who we are. So that could be good or bad <laughs> in a way. So in my workplace, uh, I'm going to st- show you this story. After my first year of Bible College, I went back to Belgium, which is where I'm from. And um, I needed a job. I needed a summer job because I'm still classified as a student, but then overseas, so I can work in the holiday with, yeah, with no taxes on it. So that's great. So, but uh, I still had to find a job. And by a miracle, I, I got into this really, really good company. It's a logistic company, something I studied in school as well. And um, I joined into that workforce and in my team, and it was so different. I just walked out of this. I've just had my honeymoon phase with Jesus, you know. Uh, this first year of Bible college is just great because you get to know so much that I didn't know. And it's like, oh, God, is great. <laughs> everybody should know this. But then you suddenly realize not everybody wants to know this. <laughs> and then I will be very verbal with it that they don't want to know what you know. <laughs> and, uh, but that is, again, our identity in Christ. We, we change 
our office work. Is that good? English? I don't think so. So we change our workplace because of who we are. And uh, it's really funny because stay open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do through you in your work because I went to the coffee machine quite often because I was just getting really fed up with my colleagues because they were swearing constantly. You know, People in logistics, apparently, they're very mouthy and they're very like, have this, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I need to have a break. So I went to the coffee machine and then for some reason, I just stood there. I was really tired because it drains you being around people who are very negative. So you just sat there like that. And then all of a sudden, a random person just came sit next to me and she was like, so uh, what do you do? I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a student worker. Oh, so you still go to school? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I still go to school. What do you study? <laughs> you got a moment? Because <laughs> in Belgium, it's a very Catholic country, so whenever you say, I believe in God, they're like, oh, Ave, Ave Maria, <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, no, that's not what Christianity is all about. So I always have to do like a whole history lesson whenever I speak about evangelical or, or whatever, or just believing in Jesus. And... Um, but you see, God gives you these opportunities not because you've been speaking into, you've been preaching into your workplace. It's because you just be there. So as a really encouragement to everybody who's working in a workplace which sometimes feels a bit boring or dry or very challenging for colleagues, it's just you don't have to speak against it because if you, if you give it up to God, God is your avenger. God is your righteous judge. He, he does it. He does it. <laughs> just give it to him. He does it. Don't, don't try to uh, convert your colleague to Christianity because that's just not good. <laughs> Pray for him and God will do the work. God will change the heart. And then he will give you that opportunity to speak into his life. So, um, and to come back to, come back to con- God is in control of your future. I ask myself the question, I think it's really good for all of us to ask our quest- this question as well, is what body part am I, Lord? That's what I asked. I was God, I am so confused because I don't feel like I will be a pastor. Maybe you guys will be thinking like, yeah, he'll be a good pastor. No, I don't think like that. <laughs> or, or an evangelist or anything. So um, I was really confused what I should be part of in the church. And I think lots of people might share that confusion. And um, then God said to me, so ask yourself the question, Lord God, what do you want me to work into the church? How do you want me to make a difference in my, in my community? How can I be the man or woman you want me to be in the church? How do you want to develop me? And then God pointed me to this scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. And it says, it explains to you the different body parts and the different characteristics that we as a body have. And um, because, like I said, we can't all be a hand because then we have nothing to stand on or we can't all just be an outer body and then have no mouth or no ears or no eyes. We all have our unique parts to play in the church. And that's why I love Kingdom Faith so much because we have so much in place to know our future and know our our identity and know our our role in the church because we have the Freedom Course which is coming up and it's just amazing to go through that Freedom Course and get yourself free from all the stuff that's lingering. Don't look at the price because the price is just a little thing. It's, it's the inter- eternity that God has, has placed for you, has prepared for you to walk into. And that's why it's so good we have this church has everything in place to help you be equipped and to walk the walk that God wants you to walk into. So freedom is one thing. And then we've got our grow course, which is not on 
but it will probably start in the new year or September. There you go. But it's also really good to sort of like know who you are and what you can do in this church. And yeah, so God spoke to me directly. To, well, again, in my own words, that's how God speaks to me. But those are words that I don't think ahead. I, I just sit there and I was like, God, why is this? And then all of a sudden something I never thought of just comes in my head. And I write it down, especially how I wrote this preach. <laughs> like, oh, this will be good. But um, so, um, yeah, God spoke to me about you will be my mouthpiece. And at that time, I was confused. And I was like, how are you going to use my mouth to speak your word? Because I... Mm, nearly time. Because I, um, um, I thought of myself not as a great communicator. I'm a foreigner to this language, so that, that was also a bit like... And, um, yeah, I always thought myself, my language is quite poorly. But then God, you can see in his grace and his faith and his mercy, he, he enabled me to be this communicator and he will continue to develop me ever since. So I really, um, I really encourage you guys also to ask that question. For God, what do you want me to be from your body? If you know what I mean. What is my, yeah, skill? What is my my future sort of thing uh, it's really hard to explain but just God will I believe that God has already been speaking to some of you about directions about your life I believe that God will speak to you today or has been speaking now as I speak about your future directions because God wants you to know he's a good father and as we got accepted in Christ we are his sons and daughters so we have everything that we need and God wants to reveal the plans that he made for you because he wants to he doesn't want to be like hide and seek kind of got like <laughs> like he doesn't want to be mysterious in a, in a way as well like he doesn't want to let you just sit there with all your questions and be like what do I need to go but God wants to reveal it to you but you need to be hunger for, hungry for it you need to want it because God is not just going to give something he's just going to treat it with contempt he wants you to really 100% give your life to him and then he, and then he will reveal to you when he, what he wants you to do and it will be great, even though it looks tiny. It will be awesome because God will do it. Not you will do it. If it seems impossible, it's not. Don't don't get scared because it seems impossible, because it's not you who does it. It's God. If you can do what God has called you to do, it's not God, because then God will not have. Then you will not need His grace, and that's not true. God will lead you to do something far greater, but it will be by His grace and by His time, and by His Spirit. And that's why I want to want to finish it with. So, Rory, would you like to jump to the front? Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.